I'm Rachel Stewart, and welcome to Piedmont Arts. Today I'm joined by Scott Allen Jarrett, who's the Artistic Director of Bach Academy Charlotte, which is having a Christmas party this Sunday, and that's P-A-R-T-I-E. Um, it's December 20th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, of course, this is 2020, so it's not an ordinary old Christmas party, and so Scott is going to tell us about this event, which... Um, you know, looks uh, on the invitation looks to be pretty interesting, pretty festive for a Zoom event. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking this time with us. And yes, we have been, we've all had to be very creative these days with COVID. And um, for arts organizations and performing arts organizations, you know, in general, we all strongly feel like this is what society needs most is our ability to make music with one another and sort of work things out through performance and communal music making. And it's the one thing we can't do these days. And um, unfortunately, and last singing is one of those events which has been retains the tinge of super spreader, you know, in our uh, new vocabularies. But um, the Bach Academy has been using the time, I think, uh, really beautifully and wisely. And we've been trying to maintain our contacts with our musicians and our patrons and our friends. And what's emerged is that we are a family together and that the people who love this music, whether they listen or whether they sing or whether they play, um, are, are, are deeply connected in our abiding interest and love and care for the future of this music. So we have devised any number of ways, just like everybody else, about our ways of keeping together. And now that Zoom is our new universal vocabulary uh, we, we share in its success. And uh, we've been using it over the course of the pandemic to connect with one another and to keep our, our patrons and friends uh, informed and included. And we decide to have a lighthearted, fun family Christmas party uh, this Sunday. So it's December 20th, it's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, you know, we spell academy in the German way with a K and then an IE at the end. So we chose to make fun of ourselves a little bit. And so it's about family, IE, Christmas party, IE. So um, <laughs> if you go to our webpage, bacharlotte.com, you can find on there a link uh, to RSVP and uh, we'll tell you about what we're going to do on Sunday at 730. Well, one of the things that's going to happen is um, you're going to sort of break down Box Magnificat for folks. So that'll be sort of the musical part of the evening, right? That's right. Um, so, you know, uh, what's become evident and clear to us is that every time our musicians gather, we need to ensure that there is a record um, of that performance activity. And uh, thanks to some many generous donors from this past Giving Tuesday, uh, we are now able to purchase uh, some new recording equipment to ensure that whenever we gather, we've got good records of, of those performances and activities. That said, we, uh, the 2019 festival, June 2019, we uh, came away with excellent uh, performance recordings of the opening concert and the closing concert, which happened to feature at the end, the St. Matthew Passion, and we've made extensive use of that performance uh, for some of our programming this past autumn. Um, but the festival opened, if you remember, with the Bach Magnificat. And so few pieces are, uh, uh, have this sort of unbridled joy that are in those even opening measures of the Bach Magnificat. And, um, I mean, it's a kind of energy that's sort of, of, you know, 
only found in you know particle collision you know that kind of that kind of energy that's possible in this piece and um so it's uh i've long called the the magnificat sort of reader's digest bach in that of its 12 or so movements however the editors divide it no one movement is longer than two minutes and um it is joyful from start to finish and um it is it is really uh, a Bach primer in in uh, in a sense, so we'll use that performance recording from 2019 for the festival, and we've invited all of our guest artists, our soloists who were featured in that performance, to join me, and we'll play the recording. We'll listen together uh, uh, to um, uh, to the performance broken down in a number of sections, and before each section, uh, we'll have a little chat with the performers, hear about how they're doing. Uh, hear how uh, they're making life work in time of pandemic and what music they miss and uh, maybe some insights into the piece that we're about to hear them perform and some listeners guides from me about uh, some things that Bach does that uh, treat these texts so uh, so specifically and in, uh, in the hands of this very very special composer. We also have some fun things, Rachel. So it's not going to all just be serious. So we've got some raffle prizes. Uh, we're going to share, you know, eggnog recipes and you know whatever. Either our our invitation. Uh, we're making fun of ourselves with the spelling, as I said, but we also picture the the, the famous Hausmann portrait of Bach, uh, that is the most famous picture of Bach. But we dressed him in a Christmas sweater with the with the cheese ball. So with apologies <laughs> to Bach and his family, but we're we're going to have fun together. And uh, we hope that you and your listeners will uh, feel free to be invited. I, I think Bach, if he didn't have cheese balls, he would have wanted them. So, <laughs> right on. <laughs> so, just uh, for for anybody who is not familiar with Magnificat, I should have asked this question earlier. It it is the story of the Annunciation of. Of Mary, am I right about that? Yeah, the the text is scriptural, and it's I mean the Magnificat it really crosses confessional lines in Christendom um, because it is is based exactly on uh, Luke chapter one, where Mary visits Elizabeth and um, and the, the babe leaps in Elizabeth's womb at the arrival of Mary, and she says, "Hail Mary." Uh, and then Mary responds with, uh, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior. Um, and it is, uh, and it is, it exemplifies the exuberance and the joy of this season, of course, but it also, um, it also is, uh, fully emblematic, emblematic of the, the victor of the lowly that, uh, comes with all of the depictions of this season and, uh, the, the joy and the peace that are, are part and parcel to all of our our imagery and our experience and our aspirations for what this season can bring to the new year. So it's very appropriate for it is so a Christmas party. It is very appropriate, and you know, um, our our friends and people who know anything about the music of Bach and specifically the vocal music of Bach, there is so much heavy duty Lutheran theology. I mean, it's sort of like you know, you gotta you gotta sit up straight sometimes to. <laughs> to, you know, learn the cantatas. Um, but this is just unbridled uh, joy. And uh, it, like the Christmas Oratorio, is offers a wonderful respite from, from the doom and gloom of our sin uh, and to just the unbridled joy of Luke 1 and the Christmas story. Um, you know, talking about having these recordings and, and bringing them back for 
because of the time, the time we're living in. How has how has 2020 been for you? You're somebody who is normally um, traveling around, working with various ensembles in various parts of the country, and you know, used to being in rooms full of singers. How, how has it been for you? Well, you're kind to ask, um, and I, I'll just say it's been difficult. It has not been easy, and it has been. Um, I think it's been a bleak time for everyone, and I think um, it's that the bleakness is expressed in different ways for different people. Um, for me, as a musician, um, you know, I'm the guy. The conductor is the guy in the room that actually doesn't make music. Um, you know, I get to stand in the midst and hopefully cause others to make music at the same time. We hope, and in the same sort of style. But I don't. You know, I, I have a wonderful piano and I love to play and sing, but I don't really, I've never, I've never really derived great satisfaction from performing alone. Um, my, I, I often said at the beginning of the pandemic, I've learned that um, I like myself best when I'm making music with other people and not so much otherwise. I like other people best when they're making music with other people and not so much otherwise. You know, <laughs> it's been sort of a, a joke in that way, but um but it's true, and I, I think um, I have learned that um, I, I desperately miss that, and I, I miss, um, I miss the, the, the revealing of our better selves through the enterprise of music making. I, I think that has become extremely important to me. And the other thing that um, I've noticed and learned is that when the pandemic first started, Lots of my colleagues were just, we were just scrambling. Everybody was scrambling the scenario planning and rebudgeting and everything. And there was a mad dash to find and invest in um, an alternative solution for music making. So the digital choir phenomenon and all the various apps that people use to you know, record and layer things. And um, I... I was not one of those who rushed to it. And I, I remain one of those who have eschewed that uh, acquisition of some of that uh, expertise and skill because it seems that this is a cosmic timeout, that, that there is a, the earth is saying, you know, we, we need a timeout. And for me, I thought rather than to race to find a, an alternative solution that would not provide nearly the same sense of gratification and joy that we know that live music making with one another can, can create. I, I just wanted to have a chance to really truly evaluate and miss the thing that I love so much. Um, that's going on a little bit long now. <laughs> I'm ready to, ready yeah. to get back to it. But I, I will say that um, Easter Sunday, I remember Easter Sunday of 2020, I will never forget as a, a watershed uh, moment for me, just uh, uh, deeply sad reckoning that of, of all that we have lost and all that I personally had lost in the richness of my musical life um, heretofore. And uh, I, I cherish those musical relationships and I cherish our friends who also value the extraordinary importance that music gives in our lives and the context and the ability to to make sense of it all um, and the ability to link ourselves to uh, 
many, many generations of people who love and make music and to um, attach ourselves to that extraordinary lineage and fine tradition and to be a part of ensuring its future. That's, that has, it has been a reflective time. And uh, I, uh, there have been moments when I, I doubted our prospects, uh, but I've been so uh, lifted and warmed and inspired by so many who share my same um, sadness in the bleakness of the silence that we have right now. And uh, it's because of that community that I, I know that will emerge on the other end and we, we will have determined what we truly value about it. And um, it's gonna be hard for lots of our arts organizations, but I'm really confident about the Bach Academy because I think we've determined that what we discovered in 2017 is of great value and endurance and it will, it will reemerge on the other end as strong, if not stronger than before. Well, I did wanna ask you about you know, the future, um, as we're recording this, uh, doctors and nurses in this country are getting the first COVID vaccine shots. Um, and I know it, you can't say exactly what's going to happen this spring and this summer, but w what are you all thinking you might do? Well, I think one of the things that everybody is learning is that, and some of us, it's taken me, my thick head a little bit longer to, to reckon with it all, but, you know, um, when a, a state or locality, governor, mayor, or whoever sort of makes a, determined, a determination about what you can do when, it doesn't necessarily follow that an institutional or an organization is going to the next day or within 24 hours, you know, change. Um, and, you know, I live, listeners will know that I live in Boston and, and uh, you know, we are, we are governed here by academies, both medical and academic. And so whether the governor says we can open, if the universities and the hospitals don't, then it, it doesn't really hardly matter. So I think we, um, we, at the Bach Academy, we have a nationally sourced ensemble. Our musicians, singers, and players come from across the country and some from, um, some from Europe. So um, assembling our team is, is a global health public health consideration. We bear that in mind very seriously. Um, we're also aware that, you know, the gathering of our, of our beloved patrons in our community there in Charlotte is also carries with it a burden of public health risk. So we're relying on our peer institutions, whether they're churches or colleges, universities or other arts organizations to, to be in compliance and guidance with, with, um, with what's happening locally in Charlotte and also to ensure that our, our musicians can, can their safety and security is is fully in our concern and care. That said, I think it's uh, what what is clear is that um, uh, going forward, we want to make investments in technology. Uh, to that end, as I said, we purchased some new recording equipment, and it could be that the first thing that we do when we gather together is not live performance but live recording, so that we gather you know, a smaller cohort of musicians, say 12 to 16, rather than 25 to 50, for example. And we produce professional quality recordings. Um, and uh, that, that remains a demand and, and uh, we feel strongly that we have an opportunity there um, to, to broaden our, 
our footprint uh, uh, digitally, video or, or uh, audio otherwise. Um, and we, we hope to strengthen and maintain those connections. Um, you know, we have a number of scenarios that we're discussing right now for the 2021 festival. We had a 20, our 2020 festival was held virtually as, as everybody will know. And uh, 2021 will probably be some sort of hybrid, if not all digital. We wanna be mindful that, the, that yes, the, the vaccine has now arrived, but we're in the midst of a pretty catastrophic surges across the country. And so um, I think uh, arts organizations are advised and, and well advised to remain conservative in their scenario planning going forward. But I think um, we're, looking at, we're looking at recording uh, video and audio, and we're looking at, uh, we hope, a full return to a regular performing season with en enhanced video and uh, audio access to those live performances, you know, for the 2021 20, uh, 22 uh, fiscal year for our planning. Well, good luck with all of that. It'll be, <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing, you know, what, what you are able to do. So, um, we miss it. And I, I, I must say very personally, I miss Charlotte very much and, um, I love where I live and it's been, it's been a time of, of sincere reflection, but I, I am reminded very dearly how much I care about my Charlotte friends and being there, and uh, I wish wish you all the warmest, best, and for a peaceful holiday and a beautiful Christmas season, and all the peace, love, and joy that that ought to come with it as we as we celebrate together. Well, thank you, um, and same to you. In conclusion, two things: one, uh, and I can do this part. We'll give the details about the party that's happening on Sunday. And two, because you're so um, kindly allowing us to use some music from Magnificat from one of the Bach Academy recordings, would you just pick out one movement that we can play at the end of this podcast episode and just tell us a little bit about it? And But first, I tell you what, it makes more sense to me. I will give you the, I will give the details. Okay, the Christmas party is Sunday, this Sunday, the 20th at 7.30 p.m. And if you go to bacharlotte.com slash party, P-A-R-T-I-E, you can get the details and, and you can um, you can RSVP. Okay, Scott, let's talk about this piece of little bit of Magnificat that we're going to hear at the end. Well, of all the movements, uh, the, the first movement is is uh, the most exuberant of the entire work. It's, it lasts about 25 minutes total, if movement one to movement 12. And it, it ends, the text is Sicut Erat in Principio, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, as the Gloria Patri text. And Bach uses the same music from the first movement to conclude the piece in some, even in some truncated form. So that music returns uh, at the conclusion, the full conclusion of the piece. But the opening movement is um, unbridled joy and uh, the orchestration is three trumpets and timpani, flutes, oboes, soon full complement of strings and, um, and just brimming with uh, uh, so much energy, big D major uh, from everybody, full festival forces from the orchestra and the chorus. Interestingly, Bach writes this for five for a five voice chorus, two soprano parts, alto tenor bass, not just four. 
And from the very first notes that they sing, you'll hear a melisma of fast 16th notes sung by all the voices on the word magnificat, uh, magnifies, it's the verb, magnificat anima mea. So it's, it magnifies soul my. So it's sort of, you, you have to imagine Latin is like Yoda. It's in the reverse order <laughs> of what, uh, what our translation is. So it's sort of my soul magnifies the Lord. It's magnify soul my is how the Latin appears. So ma ha ha ha, I have a scratchy voice right now, but you hear ba 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 ba, you know, these a leap in the womb as if uh, uh, Bach is trying to set that image from Luke chapter one and these many 16th notes on Magnificat. And then uh, uh, syllabically after this bubble of a melisma of 16th notes, the chorus together says Magnificat, Magnificat. And this, this third, uh, uh, statement of that text um, ascends in its tessitura, so it gets higher. So it heightens the uh, heightens the sense of the joy that is created by the rhythmicization of the second and third iterations of Magnificat. And then it's passed around all the voices, and you hear this wonderful bubbling of melisma of uh, Magnificat passed around through all the voices, and of course through the instruments of the orchestra with the trumpets and timpani punctuating magisterially and uh, it just doesn't get much better than that. So we're going to hear that in just a second. But first, I want to thank Scott Allen Jarrett, who is the Artistic Director of Bach Academy Charlotte, for chatting with us. And I hope you will go to their website and check out uh, the Christmas party details. Um, and best of luck to you, Scott, and, and the organization. Um, thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you to WDAV and all of your listeners and Happiest holidays and happy Christmas to everybody. Great. So here's the opening of Bach's Magnificat, performed by Bach Academy Charlotte.